0: Happy Easter, everybody. He is risen. (laughs) There's a few traditionalists in the room. If you don't know the proper response, when someone says on Easter, he is risen, what do you say? All right, we have a lot of traditionalists in this room. He is risen indeed. Yes, awesome. Well, we are not going to delay since... We have a, a hearty group ready to worship this morning, so let's, uh, let's get ready to worship. We're going to open up with the scripture. Actually, I don't need to get a slide. You got the slides. So, uh, yes, why don't you guys stand up? We're, we're, just, we're not going to waste any time this morning. Let's read this scripture together. This comes from Titus chapter 3. I had a note, so let me open this up here. I guess I just have Titus chapter 3 on there. Titus chapter 3, verses 3 through 7. So let's go ahead and I'm going to read this over us. I'll read it. You guys can read it if you want out loud. It's up to you, your choice. Then we will pray. For it wasn't that long ago that we behaved foolishly in our stubborn disobedience. We were easily led astray as slaves to worldly passions and pleasures we wasted our lives in doing evil, and with hateful jealousy, we hated others. When the extraordinary compassion of God our Savior and his overpowering love suddenly appeared in person as the brightness of a dawning day, he came to save us. Next slide, there we go. Not because of any virtuous deed that we have done, but only because of his extravagant mercy. He saved us, resurrecting us through the washing of rebirth. We are completely, we are made completely new by the Holy Spirit, whom he splashed over us richly by Jesus, the Messiah, our life giver. So as a gift of his love, so just put your hands out before you this morning. As a gift of his love, and since we are faultless, I just want to pause for a second, church. We are faultless, not because we are perfect and are walking out this process of, of the Christian life, but we are faultless because he says, by the blood of Jesus, he declares us faultless. He declares us holy. He declares us righteous because he has credited to us the righteousness, the perfection, the holiness, and the faultlessness of Jesus. So as a gift of his love, and since we are faultless, innocent before his face, we can now become heirs of all things, all because of an overflowing hope of eternal life. So this morning, King Jesus, we come to worship you. We come into your very throne room in heaven right now by the blood of the lamb, by the new and living way that was opened for us through the curtain into the temple which is your broken body on the cross we thank you Jesus that you allowed yourself to be nailed to a wooden cross 2,000 years ago that you would make a way for us to be washed to be cleansed to receive the renewal of the Holy Spirit to Make a way for us to come into your presence with boldness and confidence because we have been made clean. So, this morning we plea over our own lives and over this church the blood of Jesus. We say the blood of Jesus is enough. The blood of Jesus is the all sufficient sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for the power of your blood. One drop of your blood can wash away the sins of the universe, the sins of an entire world of sinful human beings. One drop of your blood is enough to pay the price, to atone. So this morning, we come recognizing the power of your cross, the power of your blood. We come recognizing the outpouring of your Holy Spirit. And today we say, come Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, and rest over this gathering. Let our worship be like a throne that we build for you to come and rest on. Come and inhabit the praises of your people this morning. We just lift up our thanksgiving to you. We enter your gates with thanksgiving. We come into your courts with praise. Just begin to thank him, church. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your unending love, your undying love. We thank you for your your help and your passion and your compassion for each one of us. We thank you that you, you never give up on us. Even when we are beaten down and broken and crushed, you don't give up on us, but you come, you surround us and you pick us up. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, that you are a mighty God, that you are enthroned over the heavens, that you reign as king of the universe, yet you come, you stoop low to turn your ear towards your sons and daughters. This morning, we worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Father God. We worship you, Holy Spirit, and we welcome you in this place. In Jesus' name. Thank
1: you, Jesus. All right, we don't want to cut short the presence of God. We just feel like there's victory in what we've been singing this morning, Jesus, and we just want to invite you to continue the work that you're doing through worship God and continue the work that you did on the cross, Lord. So we just want to invite anybody that feels like they need healing in their physical bodies today. Jesus paid it all He by his stripes. We are healed, and today, above all days, I guess, it seems like the practical thing to do and capitalize on what we're doing in worship. If anybody feels like they want healing, touch in their physical body, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, I think we could all line up for that one. But anyway, uh, if you all feel like you need anything, please feel free to line up, and we will just, or I guess we just pray for the, just stand up if you guys want any kind of attention. We can focus and aim our guns right at you. Yeah, girl. Come on. There you go. Don't be shy. There you go. Come on. Come on. Don't make me come over there. Right on. Hmm? Yeah, anybody just gather around them, put hands on them suddenly. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, we just ask for an open heaven right now, God, as these hands are being laid on these folks, God, your children, the ones that you paid the price for, God. We just pray that you would fall today in a greater measure, Lord, that you would come and that your Holy Spirit would fall. God, that these vessels that are laying hands on each and every one of these people, God, that their hearts and their bodies would just be your vessels, Lord. Flow through them in a mighty way today. Open the floodgates of heaven, God, as the song says. Open the floodgates of heaven. And let it rain right now. Your Holy Spirit would fall in a greater measure than we've seen. That Easter 2019 would be a day that we would remember because healing broke out in our midst, God. That you showed yourself faithful and you showed yourself strong. Come and love on your children. Come and love on your daughters and your sons right now, Lord. Let your healing power fall. God, the blood of Jesus. We proclaim the blood of Jesus over each and every one of them right now, Lord. That by your stripes they are healed physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, God, in all aspects, that you would restore every piece of them to kingdom order right now, Lord. Let your spirit fall. Let their hearts be open. We pray with expectation, God. We expect you to show up, Father God. You are a good father, and you give good gifts to your children, so we just ask that you'd pour out, pour out your healing right now, Lord. Pour it out, God. More, Jesus. More. There you go, Deb. Get him. Yes. Good. Holy Spirit. Come on. Yes, Lord. You guys, you kiddos be praying. You got the power. You little powerhouses, you be praying. Yes, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord God. Come, Lord God. Finish the work that you've started in Josh, Lord Jesus. Finish it, God. Finish it, Lord. Finish it, Lord. More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. Come, Lord. Jesus. Come, Lord. Lord, I pray that you fill Naira up, Lord. Fill her to overflowing in every way, in every nook and cranny, fill her, Lord. Get her, Jesus. Yes, Lord, finish it. No rush, guys, no rush. No rush. I'm gonna give room for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Holy Spirit, just finish your work in Mr. Noel. He's a rock. He's a father in the house. Finish your work there, Lord. He's a powerful man of God. We call that out in him, Lord Jesus. We call out more. Touch him, Lord, physically, Lord. Touch his physical body. Raise him up spiritually. Continue to just root him deep. God, I feel like he's an oak with deep roots. Raise him up, Lord Jesus. Let those branches spread. Father in the house. I keep seeing that over you, Noel. Father in the house. Strong man of faith, father in the house. We need fathers in the house too. Give him boldness, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Sharon, you want us to, we're going to get you. Yeah, boys, girls. Anybody else that didn't get attention that wants some download, please feel free. Yeah, young ladies, Savvy. Savvy. There's Miss Sharon. That's right. Get her.
2: Get her.
3: Thank you, Jesus.
1: All right, little powerhouses. Let her rip. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, do your work, Lord. Do your work. healing, restoration. Want to come gather around Miss Cheryl up here on the front row? I'm going to lay hands on her.
0: Oh. So, if you guys wouldn't mind, we're just going to finish this off blasting my sister. So, if anyone wants to get around her, she's just requesting prayer for her memory because she's going to be taking a really important test. Um, So she wants her memory to be sharpened. But there's also this ongoing dealing with vertigo that comes and goes. So let's just go after that. Just, if you need to, don't mess her hair up too much. I know she's fussy about her hair. But if you want to put your hands on her head, whatever.
1: Oh, man. Jesus. Jesus, we just pray right now for beautiful Miss Cheryl, Lord. We just pray that... You would remove this vertigo, God, that you would just cause every imbalance to be balanced right now in the name of Jesus, that her body, that everything in her ears, any kind of fluids or anything that would be out of alignment, God, that you would just come and that you would just bring it into holy kingdom order, Lord Jesus, right now in the name of Jesus, to where even if this is I'm seeing something like, if this is related to anything spiritual, God, that we would just say, like, as she gets stable, and even more stable and clear and clarity in the physical, we ask for that even to be in the spiritual, God. So first the physical, first the natural, and then the spiritual, God. So we just ask for more, more clarity, God, more stability. Everything that you have for her, God, we call everything that you have for her, Lord, right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. More of you, Lord Jesus. Go. Vertigo go. There you go, Scott. Vertigo go. Vertigo. And supernatural memory, yes. Yes, good
4: goes less.
3: have
4: the victory in
0: everything. And yes. Just, just to take that first breath, Lord, right? so we yeah. just pray that breath that we right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, we just speak to your, your brain chemistry and we just say whatever is out of order and or out of place that causes the go, We just command it now in Jesus' name. Silence. Come into perfect alignment. Yes. Go back to how you were designed to function and reverse anything that's been taking place that's causing this. We just say, Jesus, mighty name, the power of the name of Jesus, we declare over your heart, your mind, your body from head to toe. And you say, sharpen your memory. Yeah.
5: Sharpen your memory.
0: They just come in crystal clear. Jesus. Yeah. And
5: Cheryl, what I think I'm hearing is that um, the accusers coming and saying, um that you that you deserve this you caused this it was something you did and so i just want to speak to that right now in jesus name we take authority over that liar and we say to cease and we tell you to get out be removed you are dismissed go back to the pit and so and we do release the truth over you the truth is is that jesus paid for it all all of it every single bit every single bit that was done in the past and everything that may happen in the future, it's all been paid for. And that you are whole, you are clean, you are perfect, you are right with the Lord. You have every right to come and sit at the table and participate and be a part, and not just be a part, but to be an overcomer. And so, Cheryl, there is nothing you've done wrong. There, there's nothing that can be held against you. So you move forward in that clarity of knowing that you are good, right, whole, perfect, clean, mm-hmm.
3: good. Or that there is no alignment with that spirit of vertigo, and yeah, Cheryl yeah, does right. not yes. recognize yes. that voice, yes. does not recognize that spirit, and it's a foreign spirit.
5: Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Thank Jesus. you. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah.
4: Lord, we cut off every bit of fear that Jesus. may come upon her. I speak to your fear right now and say you must go in Jesus' name. Anything that may come over you as the vertigo starts, you discard it. It's a weapon of the enemy, and you need to clear your mind and focus on something like Jesus, our resurrected, life-giving Jesus. And we disown you, discard you, vertigo, and to the devil right now in Jesus'
5: name. Get out.
2: I just got an image of a great big bow wrapped around you
6: and the Lord said
2: you're you're my present yeah. and I value you with yeah. so much and he's also saying presence you yeah. carry the presence of the Lord oh, yes. And as you go into a room, you carry his presence, and people feel that from you. Mm -hmm. They feel that love and that acceptance from you. you, That's a huge gift. You carry the presence, the anointing, the love, the glory. Don't ever let the enemy tell you otherwise, because you know in your heart of hearts that's who he made you. Mm -hmm. Carry a big anointing Mm -hmm. for his presence. And Lord, we just thank you for that. We ask that you even increase it in her, from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet, yes. that you captured and captivated her mind, her emotions, her will, her soul. She sold out for you, Lord. Thank you for your presence and your presence. Yeah. In Jesus' name, yeah. amen.
3: I feel too, sure, like um, the Lord <laughs> is giving you a new lens to be able to... Um, see the, what, the land that he's given you to see the length and the breadth and the width of it that you would walk out in that and that you would claim that territory because he's given it to you he wants you to
4: see it yeah. and something practical you can do what I do with my um, clients that I have I take care of the elderly whenever I see them getting uptight about something focus on your breathing take a big breath oh. into your mouth or into your nose, excuse me and blow it out like a candle.
2: Yeah, I do that on my students. I
3: yeah. think you're breathing I in, do in do And breathing just focus in his.
4: on that, and it'll bring Spirit. everything a calmness over you and provide more oxygen to the brain. Yes.
3: And open so. your hands as you're doing it, because we can... Yeah, I do. I blow on my mind. Because
5: <laughs> <Try laughs> so, there's pretty so... There's so many things
4: to think in. about, Sorry. but even when I'm trying to brush my teeth for my elderly clients that can't do it anymore and they know what's coming and they start to get I say, okay, first we're gonna do a couple deep breaths. Okay, with me and I do it with them. Mm-hmm. So just slow yourself down right before you have this test or whatever you have to focus on and get yourself calm. Mm-hmm. Because you can't be worried and afraid and all of this and do a good job. Yeah. He's, he's, got so good. Yeah. he's got this he's got this. You can do great you do
3: for and you're self-talk. You
4: he remember that I was going I can do this. Yes. I'm Decl- yeah, yeah. worthy yeah. to
0: declare the truth. Yeah. This is yeah. yeah. got a uh, word that occurred. Okay.
1: Does anybody feel like they have anything to share that God's given you a prophetic word or a picture or Some major testimony from this week since we're doing some family time. Yeah, girl. Well,
3: it's just small, but I was looking at Scott. (laughs) You were standing right about here, and you were watching the, the group of people praying, and you just had a smile on your face. And I felt like the Lord was saying, just as I smile at this, you're smiling at them just that feeling it gives you it gives a father
7: so I have a testimony so last night I did something really stupid I uh, felt heat on my stovetop and thought I'd touch it real quick to see if I could move something onto it make sure it wasn't too hot to melt anything and touched it and it was like yep so my fingers felt like they're on fire and so (laughs) Popped some Motrin last night, and nothing was touching this thing. So I went to bed with my little ice pack, and I slept. That was heavenly sleep. God knocked me out last night and healed my hand. It never blistered. You can barely see where it was at, and it doesn't even hurt today. So, and I have not slept like that. I don't even know when. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: And let me tell you, she was whining like the cat wanting cat and cat food. It was like,
7: oh! It was like, you don't even want to know. It was bad. Anyone else have anything to share? Testimony? Justin, yeah, absolutely. Always. Always, always.
6: Thank you. I've never never stood in front of a room full of people before. So... Those of you who don't know me, I'm a little bit of a different breed. I'm actually, I guess, what you'd call a born-again Catholic. So anyway, went to mass, because you know, it's what you do on Good Friday. And um, it was interesting. So a uh, synoptic, not too insightful history of me. I kind of had a rough growing up. We'll leave it at that. And so um, it was interesting. The priest, um, he gave this homily that just, I don't know, it really, 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 I mean, hit home. So anyway, in this homily, he was talking about, you know, the age-old question of if God is so good, then why is there torment and suffering and this and that that happens in the world? You know, the age-old question that theologians, I guess, have been debating over forever. So with that, the perfect answer. You don't see the whole picture from the beginning to end. I mean, and it was funny, he went on to talk about that, um, that Hobbit series, that book, the books and such. And anyway, he's like, well, if you only read one chapter out of all the series, you'd be like, well, this is just terrible. This is horrible, you know, because they go from their happy existence in the Shire all the way up to absolute gloom and doom. And, you know, you think all hope is lost. But if you're only looking at one part then you don't see the grand picture. You don't see the victory at the end. So, um, I don't know. It just, a lot of healing with that. A lot of closure. And granted, you know, it took 40 years. <laughs> Better late than never. But you just, greater is the whole than the sum of its parts. And you just have to look at the gigantic picture, not just sectionally of what's happening right at the moment or what happened when and oh woe is me you know excuses are just terrible you know you got to look at the whole picture uh thank you
0: and don't run don't run so if you guys let's let's just give justin the legacy city church blessing and pray for him why do you guys just stick your hands out towards him Yeah, and we just say, Holy Spirit, come and just surround and saturate. I just see a target all over you, like from the top of your head, the bottom of your feet, and all around. You are, we were saying earlier, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ all around, but I just see the target on you for the goodness of God and for the love of God. So we just say, Holy Spirit, come and pour. Pour over Justin. Pour your goodness. As we were singing, your goodness is running after me all my life. You've been faithful. And I know as as a friend of Justin, as a brother, that I've watched you and I've seen the hand of God protecting you from everything that you've been in. The fire of life, you have come through it all. And you're still coming through it. But his goodness is on you. His goodness has marked you. He surrounds you with songs of deliverance. Yeah, just, just bless him, Lord. Bless him with the goodness. Let the oil of your spirit just pour over him. Yeah, remind him of who he is, who you say he is. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Yeah. All right, Justin. We love you to you.
7: It's really interesting that you got that because I, as we were praying for him, I had this picture of Justin walking out into a field and seeing you kind of almost like a castle sort of area, maybe because you mentioned the Hobbit. I don't even know. But walking out and kind of being like, like this, I don't know. And God's saying, that's no more. You're walking out. I, then I saw you walking out with like this big, staff sort of thing and walking like in this boldness it was really interesting like god is just he's there's something he's doing in you and you're just going to start walking in this boldness in him and fear is just gone it's gone
0: naira naira can you come up here real quick and and repeat that word over him so that we have it recorded just for the sake of if you want to go back and listen to it justin yeah, and if anyone else has a has a prophetic word and and let's just take our time. There's no rush this morning to get into teaching. Okay, there's there's time for that. But when when there's a flow of the Holy Spirit and, and God wants to do business, He doesn't want anyone to come here who his heart is like aimed right at you. And like I said, a target is on. He has targets on people, and we don't want to miss that opportunity for him to to aim at that target and receive what what he wants to accomplish, so. So
3: as we were praying, um, the church was praying a blessing over you and all our hearts and our spirit and our minds were engaged on that. And the Lord came in and showed me that, like um, Tammy saw you sort of um, not quite confident, maybe a little bit reticent or hesitant. And he's saying, no, he wants to give you a whole new suit of armor. And I don't know what armor you feel that you have right now. The Lord has all the armor that you need. But he was just showing me that, that you might have armor that you feel is not working for you anymore. Maybe you don't have a sense of what that is. But he's coming in with all new armor. Any tools that you need, you just hold out your hands, have open hands, open heart, open eyes, open ears. And he wants to equip you because he has... I don't know what it is, but he has a tremendous plan on your life. And as Tammy was talking, I just felt like there's that warrior's cry that's coming up, that you're just going to have that roar like the lion is coming up out of you. It's there. It is there in you. It just needs to be allowed to come out. So just know and walk in that confidence because he loves you, and he sees you as a warrior, and he wants to prepare you to be a warrior.
2: So, Justin, when um, when they were talking about, you know, your armor, um, I just, I, wow, I saw a big helmet, like in the um, old warrior days, big, you know, big kind of a conical thing with a, like maybe it was a cross on the top, and that's the helmet of salvation, and what he was saying is, There's a lot there. Your name, Justin, I saw Justin the Just. So he wants justice, he wants mercy, he wants obedience. You've got it all. And I feel like that helmet also represents that you've got the mind of Christ in it. I think all of us underestimate that. I do. That... Whatever's going on, I I can cry out to him and say, keep me in your mind on this. You'll have to ask the Lord, what does the big helmet mean? But your name means just.
3: Well, that helmet is also a protection. And we have things that are coming at us, volleys that are being lobbed at us all the time in the media, things people say to us, even in our own mind, what we think, because sometimes our mind is our greatest enemy. But that helmet is also protection from whatever's coming at you. And as Connie said, the mind of Christ. That's
0: good, 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 good. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have something? Oh, come on, what are you waiting for? Come on.
3: <laughs> <It's Pat. laughs> Okay. All right.
1: Well, I wrote this down because God, God, sweet. Get comfortable. No. um, All right. And as we were worshiping, I was just noticing through the songs, which I'm a big lyric person, just what, what it was explaining who God is. And then when we were praying over you, Justin, some of this is hitting home for you too, but it's for all of us, but I'm going to aim some of it at you. But so God's goodness is running after us no matter how many times we have to turn our hearts and our minds daily, hourly, every moment, every second, sometimes it's a battle. We turn to you and we run back to you, Jesus, because as you're running to, as you, Justin, here I go, as you are running back to God, as you just even pivot, he's like, sweet, and he's on you, you know? You're in the crosshairs. Like he was saying target, and I was picturing like the crosshairs, like, you are in God's crosshairs, and that's a great place to be. Like, he has zeroed in on you, and he's got your number, which means he's going to come after you, but change and revelation and restoration and redemption and all of that comes when he comes in. Okay, that, I'm off track. Okay, so <laughs> as we turn to you and we run back to you where we belong into the open arms of our Father, our good and faithful Father, which is his goodness, is chasing us. When we're clueless, he is chasing us. His faithfulness is overwhelming, and it's chasing us when we don't deserve it. When we are faithless, he is faithful. So that's the, as we worshiped, it was like a multifaceted God. I was thinking of like a diamond having so many facets, and God is like this gentle, loving Father that is embracing and forgiving And just dripping and oozing with love and adoration for you. For all of us, but for you. But another facet is like, he roars like thunder. Okay, my kids know. I love that part when they're like, he roars like thunder. And then you said, the roar. And so then I was thinking, where is our roar? Our God roars like thunder. Where is our roar? Because we are to be following in his footsteps. He is our leader. He is our, like, ultimate example where is our roar even in worship sometimes I'm like come on you guys come on because God wants to hear sometimes not all the time I know I'm obnoxious but sometimes he wants to hear that holy roar like get excited when it's like the chain-breaking king will rise to save you know the prison walls will shake heck yes you know get like that is exciting freedom and chains breaking and falling because i want to have the faith to believe that's happening when we're singing it and when we believe it with our whole heart it's happening okay i'm off track again stepping into what god is calling us to as we are roaring and we are passionate we are roaring for what god is calling us into i feel like that is like the enemy is circling and we're like oh heck no that's mine that's my territory God has given me that, or this is my family, you will not touch my family. I will roar at you, and I will rip you to shreds, because my God is a mighty warrior. Nothing can tame God all-powerful, right? So nothing can tame God all-powerful. The same all-powerful God that runs to us when he sees us coming home, he's our victorious king, our mighty warrior who conquered death in the grave. We are following in his footsteps. He puts the enemy under our feet. Like Justin, if you were to stand up and put your foot on the throat of the enemy in your mind, no, crush it. No, absolutely not. That is where God has placed him, under your feet as a mighty warrior, because you are a mighty warrior. God is our mighty warrior, but we are his little images. You know, we are, we're walking in his power, And so I feel like that, when we say he is a victorious king and he is a mighty warrior, he called us to be mighty warriors. So we need to fight. Okay. All right. So don't give the enemy more credit than he deserves. He's just a fallen angel. There's no competition. Jesus finished him. We have to constantly remind him and ourselves of his rightful place. Jesus has the victory today, yesterday, and forever. His love triumphed over hell and the grave. His love for us, each and every one of us, triumphed over hell and the grave. Don't smirk at me. (laughs) I'm serious. Jesus Christ, our living hope. Uh, I'm not going to name any names. (laughs) He is alive. He is our living hope. So I feel like those words, when it says, you are our living hope, Hope. He is alive. He's our, I mean, it's like I keep repeating myself, but that is our hope. He conquered death. He kicked the enemy's butt. And we need to be walking in that victory in our homes, in our lives, in our children that we correct multiple times a day that we love so much. God is going to get the victory because He's given us that victory. He's already won it. We're just not there yet. So I want to be able to walk in seeing. The battle is won, like you guys were saying. The battle is won. It's just walking it out. We already know the end, spoiler alert, right? We already know the end. He is our victorious king. He is your mighty warrior. And he will fight for you. He is fighting for you. He has won for you. And now you have to just walk in that victory. And we all, I just encourage all of us to walk in the victory that he paid for, that we're celebrating today. Remember where the enemy was. He was put in his place. He was like, no, you stay dead. And like all of us have probably seen on Instagram, and then heaven just started counting to three. You put him down, and one, two, three, and the whole earth shakes. All the prophets and dead people that have been dead for years are walking. Like, this is some crazy stuff. This would be in USA Today, and they would think it should have been in the Inquirer, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> thinking <email> out today. <laughs> Like, that is some made-up stuff, but it's real. It's real, and I want to celebrate that today, and I want to remind us, remind us of the victory that Jesus took over the enemy and our multifaceted God that loves us and is a good father, but he is our victorious king, he is our mighty warrior, riding on in majesty, enthroned forever, on our praises. Shut up, Amy. Amen. Oh,
0: that's good. That awesome. <clears throat> you can keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, good job. I like that multifaceted, you know, that's Ephesians chapter 2, I believe, uh, says that God's intent is that now, right now, in our current historical experience, his intent is now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God, which is the many-folded, the multifaceted, multicolored, the manifold wisdom of God would be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realm, so spiritual forces, through the church. Through you and me. So we get to represent God in his multifaceted nature. His mercy, his love, his healing, his power, his his grace. I don't know about wrath. I think that's just his alone. I don't think we need to express that, but yeah righteous indignation <laughs> anyway so good so good so we're going to we're going to fine tune the morning because <clears throat> i feel like god's just getting done what he wants to get done and uh so i felt like he gave me permission just to share a couple things that i've experienced this last week maybe two weeks uh, some some pictures that he's shown me and It kind of ties into what the message would have fully been, but that's just too much to try to go through. Um, First of all, so it is is Easter. It's Resurrection Day. We celebrate the the raising of Jesus from the dead. And the Bible tells us that the same spirit, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is alive in us. Let's go ahead and read that scripture, actually, uh, slides number 10 and 11, we're going to read those. This is church, we should read the Bible. <laughs> and it's probably the Passion Translation, just because I was really enjoying the way he worded stuff. So, hope you guys don't mind. If you don't like it, just go read it on your own, your own version. You can deal with it. <laughs> and if you're preaching up here, then you get to pick what version you want. Ask the people that speak. They get to choose whatever version. I always say, which one would you like? So I keep asking. So this is an apostolic prayer. And if you guys remember, we consider ourselves an apostolic prophetic based or foundation church. So we want to be building on, the, on a foundation of apostolic and prophetic gifting and release. That's the rebar inside of our foundation. Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone. Apostolic just means on on earth just as it is in heaven. Jesus is the chief apostle. He came to bring heaven into earth and he's given us the same apostolic mandate to to kingdomize the earth, to see his kingdom come, to establish his kingdom in the earth, in our lives and in the earth. So with that said, this is an apostolic prayer that Paul prayed for the church. So it's, it's a prayer he prayed for you and me. So he said, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the glorious Father. I'm just gonna pause. And Justin, I know you're getting targeted this morning, but I just want to say, the Father is glorious. He is like no earthly father. And we've had these conversations. We know earthly dads let us down. They fall short. Some are like you know the scale of one to ten. Some are like a minus ten. You know maybe that was some of your experience. And some are like a, a plus twenty. Whatever. You know, we're all in that range, but, but none of the human fathers on this planet fully mirror and represent the Father, the glorious Father. So the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, Paul's praying that he would give you and me the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we may know him better. Number one, he wants us to know him Through the Spirit. He wants to give you and me the Spirit of God to release wisdom and revelation so that we would know His heart. How can we represent Him, represent Him in the earth, if we don't know what He's like? If we just think He's angry, then we're just going to go around condemning everyone to hell and hold out signs outside grocery stores or wherever and say, God hates you, repent or burn. Now, that's probably not a very effective way of evangelism. <clears throat> but I know when people came to my door 30 years ago, and they, they just had such grace on them, and they gave me that little booklet and said, just read it. And then they went off and prayed for me while I wept in my living room reading the prayer how to ask Jesus into my heart. There was grace and, and peace on their lives. So God wants us to have, and Paul prayed it, the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we may know him better. He prayed, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination. NIV and other versions say the eyes of your heart. So if you didn't know that, kids, your heart, if you were to cut your chest open, your heart has these big eyeballs. So (laughs) probably not... True, But the heart that the Bible's talking about is the, is the heart of who you are. It's your spirit. When the Bible says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, it's talking about your inner person, the ghost that lives inside of you that will one day exit this flesh body. Yes, you are a ghost walking around in a skin suit or a flesh suit, whatever you want to call it. So Paul prayed that the light of God would illuminate the eyes of your imagination so did you know you can actually just close your eyes i'm not asking you to do it now but you can close your eyes and talk to god and ask him to show you things now let me preface that everything you see in your imagination or in your spirit is subjective okay so we weigh it all with the word of god if you get this picture of you running after someone with a butcher knife and sticking it in them, that's probably not the Holy Spirit showing you to do something. It's pretty much a no-brainer. Read the Word, close your eyes and pray, talk to God. You'll, You'll be fine if you just do that. So, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of His calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in each one of us, his holy ones. He has placed an inheritance inside of you, a treasure chest. We talked about this last week. And we'll read that too, I think, and then we'll probably wrap up with just those couple portions of scripture. But you and I carry an inheritance within us, this treasure that's from heaven. So let's go on to the next verse and we'll see a little bit more of what Paul said. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power. Just say it to yourself. Immeasurable greatness of God's power. You cannot put it in a cup, a measuring cup. You cannot put it in in an oil drum. It is immeasurable. The immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you and me through faith. God wants to unlock some things. Just, I like doing that. Sounds kind of cool. Sometimes I can't snap. Sometimes it's like, it must be a Holy Spirit moment. Just, He wants to unlock faith inside of you. You carry a treasure chest within you of kingdom power. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's resurrection life. The same Spirit, as we're going to read here, that raised Jesus from the dead, lives inside of you. That means there's no room for sickness. That means that this pain that I've been feeling for about three days up in my gland area, up here on my throat, that's not part of me. That needs to go. Okay, my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Sickness has no place. I like what you guys were saying about being victorious. That's what you were saying. We stand in Jesus' victory. You may be having a non-victorious experience, but you are victorious. You may be having a non-kingdom health experience, but you have kingdom health. You are healed by his stripes. You were healed. I was healed. Sin, gone. It's not an issue anymore. All the other things that go along with that list under sin. The immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of his immense power as it works through you. Now, I highlighted that in blue and so it's making me think of a picture I had. Uh, I felt like... God told me, and I feel like this is for all of us. um, I don't feel, I, I just, I heard him tell me this. He told me that you have an ocean inside of you. You have an ocean inside of you. I don't know how it works. Jesus said, those who believe in me, out of their innermost being, out of their spirit, their heart, a river of living water will flow out from within you. Out. Out of your belly. That's probably where they got that thing in the Sozo training about. Uh, they say the spirits in the belly. I don't know. Maybe it's true, but it sounds good. Out of your belly, out of your inner. I know Justin's like, what? Some training we had on inner healing. Out of your innermost being, rivers. I wasn't even meditating on that scripture, and he told me, you have an ocean, and it unlocked something inside of me. I don't have to worry about running out. I can lay hands on anybody, and I can let that that ocean of his presence just pour out. Made available to you through faith. Faith then your lives will be an advertisement. See, we are meant to be advertisers. We are meant to represent God, his multifaceted nature. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to our king. And he is the king of my heart and I pray today that he's the king of your heart. And if the king of my heart and your heart is enthroned inside of your spirit, ruling and reigning inside of you, then your life is full of everything you need to release his kingdom, to release that power. So I had that picture of well, I heard. I felt like I heard him say, "It's subjective. It's my experience. You can weigh it however you want. Just don't throw stones or rotten fruit or something at me and call me a heretic." That's what I heard. I feel like the scripture validates it. I also this week saw um, a key. So let's do. Uh, I think it's slides number five and six. Let's go ahead and do number six first. Yeah. I knew there would be a picture. Thank God for Google. Sometimes, I know they kind of. Well, anyway, I just had this picture of those those things. What are they called? Huh? Tumblers. Yes. Did you say tumblers? It sounded like you said something else. Sorry. The the tum the mumblers the tumblers. I was seeing these these tumblers. And if you notice that the key goes in to the lock and the, the tumblers are in different places. Some are up on mountain peaks and some are down in the valleys. No matter what, this is what I felt God showed me, no matter what situation you're in, if you're down in the pit, you're down in the valley, or you're up on the mountaintop, he is the key to unlock your heart. And go ahead and just do that other picture. Because this was just stuff I saw, like I was just in my the imagination, my My imagination was illuminated, and I saw a lock, and I saw the tumblers, and I saw this treasure that's inside of us. I mean, I knew that's what God was showing me. He wants to unlock the treasure inside of you and me. No matter where you're at, if you're in the valley, or if you're on the mountaintop, or in between, Jesus Christ is the key to unlock your heart. He is the answer, He is the key. That should have been one of those things, that, one of the I am statements in the Gospels. You know, I am the door, I am the bread, I am the key. But that didn't make it in there, so I guess I'll just uh, keep that one to myself. But He's the door, so I guess he's not just the key, he's the door. <clears throat> but he has the key. And he's given you and me the key. Let's go ahead and we're going we're gonna to close with this scripture. Second um, Corinthians, so that would be slides 12, 13, and 14. So we read some of this last week. I just felt like this morning when I when I woke up, I just I kept hearing that whole theme of the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in you. And yes, we're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. And this is probably scripture that is being read all around the world. You know, the same power that raised Jesus is is, is in you too. Some churches just stop at well, Jesus was raised from the dead. And they don't talk about how it applies to you. But there are many churches, thousands, that are talking about how his, his spirit is in you. The resurrection power of Jesus lives inside of believers. Okay, so it's being preached. And I didn't feel like, well, let's just do a typical Easter message. Let's just keep on going in the vein that God has, has had us in. But I felt like it's important for you and me to have our faith unlocked. Snaps better with this hand. Unlocked. We need our faith to unlock truth. And then we can release that revelation. When God gives you revelation into something, he's giving you permission to walk it out. It's like like a ball field. It's like a, a park. He gives you access to a new revelation of his word. Maybe it's not even new. You just didn't see it that way before. And then he gives you permission to step into it. Someone a long time ago said, truth obeyed leads to more truth. I like that. So when you get revelation, when you get truth from the word of God, and you step into it and you obey it, then he's going to give you more. Maybe if you feel stuck, well, go back to the last place he showed you where you should walk in and try it out again. But let's read the scripture. We are like common clay jars. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within so that the extraordinary overflow of power will be seen as God's, not ours. Though we experience every kind of pressure, we are not crushed. At times, we don't know what to do. We're all there often. But quitting is not an option. Last week, I got a little shouty. Quitting is not an option. I'm not going to shout it, but it's true. Quitting is not an option. Quitters are... (laughs) Wow, where did that rhyme come from? Let's move on, let's move on. (laughs) I don't know. You could just fill in the blank, create your own rhymes. I think we should get into the business of Christian t-shirts, like shift happens, quitters are snivelers or something like that. So I'm trying to cover that one up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Quitting is not an option. We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. That is such good news. He has never forsaken us. Never will I forsake you or leave you, he says. That is truth to take to the bank. He's never going to quit on each one of us. He's not a quitter, and neither are we, Right? We may be knocked down, but knocked, not knocked out. We continue, sorry, yeah, you're good. We continually share, here's the key to unlock the treasure chest. We continually share in the death of Jesus in our bodies. When we hold the communion in front of us, when we remind ourselves and we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes, we are continually sharing in the death of Jesus in our own bodies. The power of the cross. Without the cross, there's just no need for the power of the resurrection. You had to have the cross in order to have the power of resurrection life. The cross made you a new creation. The resurrection power of God comes into you so that you can now live like Jesus. So the death of Jesus in our bodies is continually at work so that the resurrection life of Jesus will be revealed through our humanity We consider living to mean that we are constantly being handed over to death for Jesus' sake. Jesus, uh, actually Paul said it in Romans, I deny myself daily. I reckon myself dead. Actually, Jesus said, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. There is a dying to self. I know that's not like the most happy positive message But you guys know what it's like when we follow the self. When we do it ourselves apart from him, we screw it up. We just mess it all up. We're not good on our own. Okay, we just, we miss the mark. But when we give Jesus the throne of our heart and we follow after his leading, then we can say this with joy. I consider living to mean that I am constantly handing myself over to death for Jesus' sake. I'm just going to die to what I want, what justice I feel like I need right now. I'm going to lay it down just like he did so that the life of Jesus may, re- may be revealed through our humanity. So then death is at work in us, but it releases life in you. I think we're going to wrap it up with that. <clears throat> um, I, I have set up just for us to Kind of end our Easter celebration with another little blast of worship. Just like one song, and I think it's a good one. I think it's one that's gonna kind of get a few of you rowdy, some howdy rowdies. So we're gonna do that in a minute. But you know, I, I felt so so Easter for me. Thirty years ago, I got I got saved in my living room uh, Christmas time, right, right before Christmas, December tenth. Uh, Thirty years ago. This, this Christmas will be 31 years. I was in my living room, and I surrendered my heart to Jesus. And it was, all, let's actually, did you already close the slideshow? It's just one little verse. You, you closed it. Can you open it real fast? Is it still easy to open? It's slide number 15. I had a roommate that was walking with Jesus. And all he did, this was after the people came to my door and gave me the little, track booklet about how to ask Jesus into your heart and I I heard this scripture and I broke like the rock inside of my chest that hated Christianity and was resisting the God that I knew in my nowhere was real but I was trying to block him out with every kind of resistance and and fight that I had in me. Whatever it was, I tried to replace what I knew he, he could offer me through uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Anything that I could fill myself with to make me, make me feel peaceful, joyful, happy, satisfied. And then this scripture, just like a hammer, crushed my heart. I don't know what it is, but the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. Jesus He's the king of kings. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the God of the universe. You think Bill Gates is rich or Bezos or Bill Bob Buzzo the clown. I don't know who all these people are. These multi-zillionaires on the planet, you think they're rich. Our God owns it all. His kingdom is gold and jewels. And you read Revelation. It's all about wealth. If you hate being, you know, thinking of, well, you know, we should be humble and not have any wealth at all. Well, heaven's going to make you very uncomfortable. <laughs> just, just saying. And if you don't like worship, that's going to bug you too. Because it is loud and everybody's singing. You have no choice. Sorry. So, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. It just hit my heart like a hammer. When a man found it, and at that moment I was finding it, he hit it again and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. So I'm going to invite you guys to stand up. Excuse me. And I'm going to read a prayer that's kind of similar to what I prayed 30 years ago in my living room. And you know, I don't want to take for granted and assume that every person in this room has asked Jesus to come into their life and really like had an encounter with the living God where something actually happened inside of you that took you from being a dead man walking to reborn and alive in the spirit. I don't ever want to assume. So, what I want to do is just read this out and then all of you just pray it after me. Can we do that? And I just want to say, and in, yeah, in uh, I look at the kids because I know the adults wouldn't be here if they weren't Christians. And you youngsters, you're just kind of like our prisoners you have to go where we go. So if mom and dad are going to church, you're going too. <clears throat> and as parents, we've all had conversations with all of you kids about have you have you received Jesus? Have you asked him to come into your life? And all I can say is that when I surrendered my life to Jesus 30 years ago, something real happened. My sister remembers, probably, what I was like. Ay, 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 put your knife chasing you. (laughs) Like that movie. (laughs) What's that movie called? The Trilogy of Terror. Terror. (laughs) Anyway. Sidetracked. Okay, but she remembers. Sorry, Jesus, yeah. You know, when the Holy Spirit is on your heart. And he's, you know, there used to be a picture. Jesus is at the door of your heart knocking. And if anyone would open the door, that's actually scripture referring to the church because sometimes the church pushes Jesus outside. Just pray this after me. And if you want to pray this for yourself for maybe the first time, then, then let your heart go up to God as you're praying this. Because his target is on you. If it's in your heart to pray this prayer for yourself, and not just because I'm asking you to repeat it, his target is on you. The hammer of his love is ready to crack open your spirit and release treasure inside of you. So you guys can close your eyes. I can't because i got to read. So, Lord Jesus, I don't know how I could ever change. But I know I need you in my life. I'm asking you today to come into my life. I surrender all that I am to you. I give you my heart and receive you into the center of my life please forgive me of all my sins and take away my shame. I believe in you, Jesus, that you died on the cross to forgive me and cover all my sin. So today I accept and receive what you did for me. And as I ask you to forgive me and cover me with your blood that you paid for my forgiveness, I choose to believe today that you not only died for me, but you rose from the dead and you're alive right now. And I want the same power the power of your spirit to come live inside of me. Bring back to life my heart that was dead without you. Come now and fill me with your power. I receive your Holy Spirit to live inside me and make me your own. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. The Spirit who adopts me and brings me into your family. I choose to set my life on knowing you more. Learning and believing in all your promises. And who you say I am. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me that much. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Yeah. So we just worship you, Jesus. God, we lift up our hearts to you this morning, this afternoon. We say thank you for the, the resurrection of the dead. We believe that you are alive, Jesus. We believe that you rose from the dead. It is a requirement of our salvation to be saved, that we believe that you rose from the dead. So today we just declare, we believe. We believe that you are alive and death can never take you down again. That you gave your life on the cross and you died for us, as us, and you rose up from the grave victorious never to die again. Death has no hold on you, Jesus. We worship you because you are the one who is alive and you live forevermore. And because of that, we have the hope of a resurrection just like yours, that you will not abandon us to the grave when we die, but that we will be raised with you, raised up in a new life. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for the hope of the gospel. We thank you for the promises of your word that we are not those who just have hope in this world, but we have hope in the life to come, a hope in a a resurrection from the dead. So today, God, we just want to blast the end of our meeting just by giving you high praise and by celebrating who you are and the love that you have for us. We just wallow in it today, Lord. We want to just revel in your great love as you pour it out over this gathering. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, that you are with us, that you are for us, and that you are not against us. And so let's just worship him.